News, talk, sports. Now, the experts on AM980. Preserving motor function is just as important as mental function to maintain independence and a quality of life in older age. And so we're going to map that for you. We're going to GPS it, so to speak, to get you there, to get you on the right track and to complement it with diet because sedentary lifestyle is causing a lot of issues. In fact, it's increasing dependence on meds to cure the ills that have put thousands of years of evolution out of Balance, and there's an interesting word that we're going to talk about on the show today as well. A healthy lifestyle is the solution, but how do we get on the road to seeing it and feeling it? Our shows with peak mobility devote far sorely needed attention to the promotion of our mobile lives. Here's Chris Dribe, and here's Doug Pooley. Welcome back to AM980. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. It's kind of cool because we actually start the show on the first floor when we meet each other by the elevator, and <laughs> we just keep talking till we get on the air. Well, this is a subject where there's lots to discuss. I mean, so many people think that health comes from either a pill or comes from not doing something, but health really comes from an age-old fact that's been, you know, as I say, this goes back to the time of the Greeks and before, where the recognition of exercise and health, that correlation has been so firmly established throughout history until we, we, you know, come into the late 20th century and certainly into the 21st century, Mm -hmm. where for whatever reason... The need for exercise as it applies to our daily lives has become kind of taken a back seat. But this is an urgent matter. Yes, and I, I think, you know, it's uh, we're seeing it more and more in the media, in the papers. Uh, we even hear about it in our, in our kids' lives now. You know, when uh, kids were growing up traditionally, it's like, well, they're the active group. Uh, you know, we don't really need to pay attention to mm-hmm. their physical activity. It's more when you become an adult and, and monitoring your health, whereas now we're, we're seeing it in our pediatric population. You had an interesting stat before the show talking about the governments. They're, they're investing in this. They're messaging us. They're doing what they believe is their share, and yet they're coming to you with ills because they're not taking notice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you look at wellness in, into both pr- uh, public and private sector companies or sectors, uh, you can see that Simple wellness programs are, are quite beneficial to the employee as well as the company. Uh, some of the studies out there you can look up uh, in, in the American side where you see some of the larger um, multinational corporations, you know, for every dollar they invest, they're getting a return of 5 to $7. And, and when you think of those types of impacts, not just on the employee but also the business side, now you've created an environment where everybody actually enjoys going to work because they're in a healthier state of mind or a healthier physical state of mind. Well, the paper that we're hinging a lot of our conversation on for the past show and this one, Doug, speaks to some pretty ear-opening and eye-opening statistics in terms of health care and what we will end up having to pay not too far down the road. In fact, it's already arrived. Well, it is, and it's an interesting. Chris mentioned about our, our youth. I mean, there's some studies out now that are showing you know, advanced osteoporosis in children. And and this is because of the fact that we live such sedentary lifestyles. Genetically, I mean, we've evolved as a moving being. And this is hundreds of thousands of years of genetic evolution. We've been designed to move. And then suddenly we find ourselves again in a much more sedentary environment. And this has all happened in less than the space of a generation. So we're seeing kids that not only are have minor arthritic changes in their early teens, but they're also showing like uh, 
as I mentioned, osteoporosis, but they're showing atherosclerosis. So they're showing the beginnings of even you know, cardiovascular disease. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is directly attributable to the fact that we do so little collectively you know, as a nation. In fact, you cite the CDC. Center for Disease Control and Prevention, they released this statistic. More than 52% or more than half of all adults over the age of 18 did not meet the recommended levels of exercise or physical activity. 78% did not meet the recommendation for muscle strengthening activity. A really neat stat that just came from a, it was a study that was done by the Nurses Association in the States and talking about longevity in, in, in disease control, and they found out that exercise, of course, is pivotal, but they found that even from going to nothing to an hour and a half a week decreased the likelihood of cardiovascular disease by 50% in, their, in the study that they did. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's absolutely phenomenal. From zero to an hour and a half, it gives you at least a base idea of how critically important exercise is to our lifestyle. And I, I think, you know, when you look at it from the patient's side or uh, the the person that's trying to participate in an active, active lifestyle, their big um, kind of negative is they don't have time to do this. I, I don't have time to go to the gym. I don't have time. And we often say you don't need a gym program. You don't need to be going to a gym. A lot of our clients, you know, we get them on programs that are to us quite simple, uh, but to them are, are, wow, this is making a dramatic change even we were talking earlier, Doug, with uh, the walking programs and nurses, and just those simple, simple changes in their their daily schedules. They're not. We're not asking them to go and run on the treadmill and the stair climber for an hour at lunch. You know, it's just these small little changes they make in their day that are quite easy to integrate, but they just don't know. Uh, and you know, when you talk about knowledge is power, you, you start explaining these things to patients. And their eyes go, wow, I only need to do this to make this change. What was the finding with the nurses, Doug? Oh, well, that, that was one of the findings with mm-hmm. the nurses. But there was another the finding being that, that up to 50% decrease in cardiovascular yeah. disease. But it's interesting because there was another study that showed that just one half hour of exercise a day, and here's some of the statistical relevance associated with it, just to play towards what Chris was saying. It decreases a knee osteoarthritis by 49%. Dementia is affected positively by 50%. The likelihood of going from diabetes 2 to full-blown diabetes is decreased by 58%. Postmenopausal hip fracture decreased by 41%. Anxiety, 48%. And depression, 30 to 47%, depending upon if it was a half an hour or an hour. Yeah. I mean, holy moly, let's get a mitt and get into the game here, you know? <laughs> and and those are major health issues. You know, it's, it's not like, oh, my knee's a little sore. Uh, we're talking about diabetes, you know, knee osteoarthritis that's eventually going to need major surgery and, and major healthcare dollars. And to do, uh, to be able to reverse or positively influence those things by just walking and increasing your, your daily physical activity. Or seeking your professional services as well. Yes. At peak. Well, uh, yeah, and a lot of people, unfortunately, may need to do something like that. They may need a course of care, you know, chiropractic care or physiotherapy in order for them to regain the mobility that's so important to allow them to achieve a level of fitness. But this is just reasonable. Unfortunately, as we go through life, we accumulate bruises and bumps and just different factors. Every day. Every day, exactly. And over time, these things tend to accumulate unless they've dealt with. I mean, if the government wanted to do nothing more than to provide for 
for each individual person in Canada to come and go for a, a consultative evaluation once a year with a physiotherapist and a mm-hmm. chiropractor, we would save them hundreds of millions of dollars. No exaggeration. This isn't blowing air. Mm-hmm. This is quite simply, it's a logical fact. And, and we often see it where they've been previous patients of ours because they wouldn't necessarily know that they can access our service in that capacity. Because traditionally, you go somewhere when you have a problem, not before you have a problem. Been in a car accident or whatever the scenario, and then they come to you, but they're not proactively looking for that. They're reacting to the issues. And so we'll sometimes see them say they've come to us for their left knee replacement, and this time their right knee replacement is looking like it's on the horizon, and they want to know what can they do now so that what they go through, if they do need the knee replacement, or maybe I can prevent this knee replacement... And, and it's often that conversation is, yeah, this is totally reversible. This isn't some path you're heading down the dark tunnel towards again. We can actually just do some simple basic uh, exercises with you or some hands-on treatment with you and dramatically change their, their health care path. I want to get your thoughts on the word balance. You said something earlier that's very compelling, that most adults don't even seek the minimum required exercise on, on a daily basis because in their mind... They're just very busy. And a friend, an author in London, I might add, Gail Barker, who has just written a book called What Matters Now, says that the word balance is highly overrated, that it's not necessarily a balance between your professional life and your personal life, your work world and your home life. It's getting a bucket and putting your priority items in there and building that and that exercise, based on your wonderful counsel on the radio show today, should be a priority, mm-hmm. which then in the grand scheme of things just gets you a whole lot healthier. Yes. When you look at uh, the busy lifestyle, I always tell patients, we're all busy, uh, but you will make the priority for when the doctor says you need to see the cardiologist, boom, that becomes your number one priority. And and that's where, again, if if people can get in front of us and we can show them the importance of exercise and how simple it can be, uh, then they can also start to make that more of a priority. But, Doug, they'll get back to the exercise after they do A, B, C, D, and D. Oh, and there, there's a wonderful old saying that if you don't take time for health, you must make time for disease. And that mm. is, it is inevitable, Brian. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been doing this now for 37 years, and I made exercise a huge part of my life, but I didn't do it until I was in my 40s. Mm-hmm. And when I had hurt myself to the degree that I thought I was going to have to give up practice, so I decided one day after a rather annoying bout of sciatica actually put me in the hospital that this was it. I had to make some lifestyle changes. So part of that was the diet, as we talked about, but most notably was exercise. And at, I'm going to be 65 in two months. Well, and I can do things no. now. I can do things now, honestly, that I couldn't do when I was in my 40s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so. But you made that happen. Oh, but everybody has to. We, there has to be a level of accountability. You know, everybody has to understand that mm-hmm. your life is the only thing that you are given freely to use or abuse. And the decisions you make will affect the quality of life and your longevity. So really, how well do you want to live and how long do you want to live? Mm-hmm. And we often see uh, people who haven't been exercisers their their entire life. Then they do have a major injury or illness. And, and that, just that alone is overwhelming, let alone the fact that now they've been sent for, for rehab. Whoa. This is a, a big mountain to climb. But again, once they kind of see how dramatically they can improve in such a short period of time, 
you know, it, it really stands them on their head when they when they think of, wow, I only needed to do this. Uh, and maybe if I would have done this, I could have avoided some of these uh, obstacles through the last decades of my life. We, we also uh, really encourage people, you know, when, when they do uh, come in and, and see us for an issue, that we do these, these checkups uh, on them at regular intervals, you know, in six months. Or my mantra usually is to people, hey, if this comes back, we're only a phone call away. Like this isn't a whole back to the eMERGE, back to see your family doc, back to see a specialist, then come see us. You can just give us a phone call and we can kind of sometimes avoid all of those other things. Mm-hmm. One stop. Well, yeah, most people spend more time reading the newspaper than they do taking health inventory. You know, it's amazing, Brian. If you thought about a car, if you, if you thought about your health like a car, if the engine light went on in your car and you just decided that you would cover it up with a piece of tape <laughs> because you really didn't want to deal with it at this particular yes. time. You're saying it's pretty much the same thing. I, it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll come back and we'll talk more about the solutions. And uh, we're also going to be talking about a complimentary disc evaluation day that's coming up, peak mobility, at the end of uh, November. We'll talk about disease and mobility loss. So we'll take it a next step and find out how are they Co-related. We'll talk about arthritis and pain medication, and we'll talk about the many services that are available at Peak Mobility Rehabilitation and Pain Center. You're hearing the voices of Doug Pooley and Chris Stribe. Doug Pooley is a licensed chiropractor, and Chris is a physiotherapist. And Peak Mobility Rehabilitation and Pain Center is accepting new patients right now. You can call them at the office at 519-850-7321. News, talk, sports. Now, back to the experts on AM 980. With Brian Utall, thanks for being a part of our show today. If you missed the first 20 minutes, you missed a lot. But you won't miss it because you can also go to am980.ca, click on the experts link there, and you'll see the Peak Mobility Rehabilitation and Pain Center podcast. So be sure and check that out as well. They're helping London live better, specializing in chiropractic, physiotherapy, acupuncture, massage, concussion, and disc therapy. And what's more important, Peak Mobility specializes in making people like you just feel better. Don't you want to be there? Peak Mobility is now accepting new patients, and we'll give you their number in just a few minutes. Their many referrals certainly says a lot. Let's now move to how the lack of exercise, and we were talking about the importance of it, translates into chiropractic care for a moment. From that perspective, how does the recommended exercise regimen, Doug, translate to the makeup of our body? Well, as I mentioned beforehand, the body from an evolutionary standpoint was designed to move. So the whole purpose of the organs, most people don't realize that, is to do nothing more than to service the needs of the muscles, either from a growth perspective or from a nutritional perspective or to get rid of waste. And yet we concentrate like 95% of all our health care is designed to treat the organs when really... If you treat the musculoskeletal system, as so much research coming out today has pointed, it's pointed to that 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 can decrease the costs as well as the more morbidity attached to having a lot of the diseases that are affecting an, an aging population mm-hmm. today. So, from a chiropractic standpoint, there would be a whole lot less need for chiros, and if you don't mind my saying, probably physios, mm-hmm. if the world were to exercise on a regular basis. Because what you would do is like tuning a car. The body is meant to move. It's just like a car or a race car is meant to be driven. And when you don't use these things properly, they start to break down. So the sedentary lifestyle that we find ourselves in the middle of, in the, toward the beginnings of the 21st century, is like kryptonite to the human body. It's mm-hmm. never experienced this before in its hundreds of thousands of years of evolution. Yeah. 
And we often see, so I compare it to the acute injury versus the chronic injury. And so in our sedentary populations, we tend to see these smaller chronic issues that add up to a major event. Whereas, hey, I can have a basketball player in, they sprain their ankle, and we can have them back on the court in a couple weeks. Whereas with someone who may be more sedentary and a whole bunch of other things going on, that same type of ankle sprain that, uh, I don't know what I really did, it wasn't in a game for sure, but now that's that's a six-week or eight-week or 12-week recovery. And then it snowballs everything else that's attached to them even being able to be mobile. It's a good news story that they've come to see you, but I guess the downside to it is that it took an event for them to channel into what they needed to be doing in the first place. Yes. And what's really interesting is the type of injuries we're seeing now. I mean, mm-hmm. I've been in practice 37 years, and when I first started practice, we were still very much in the industrial age, and people yeah. were still the manufacturing things. So they were out and about, and they were lifting and pulling. And so the injuries that you would see would be kind of a strain sprain injury. And now low, low back pain has become much more difficult to treat in many respects mm-hmm. because it's now more disuse injury. Mm-hmm. And disuse injury is much more hard, much harder to treat because it's much more of a compound injury. Would you agree, Chris? Yes, absolutely. Because even the the physical makeup of these people, they have less muscle structure. You know, the uh, tissues are are less uh, flexible, and so to work with them in a physical capacity, uh, when you have tissue that isn't used to being physical, now now not only are you trying to get symptoms controlled, but at the same time trying to get them to move better. It's it's a Quite a different beast to treat. Now, some of the excuses of those who are right in our wheelhouse in age at 45, 50 will say it's because I have to stay late at night and I'm in front of that evil computer. Right. Yes, the the electronic screens, uh, they definitely contribute to a lot of the neck shoulder issues that I saw or see. When I, when I first came out of school, you know, the, the knee was the big thing. <clears throat> Acute shoulder injuries maybe from uh, repetitive strain or manufacturing, whereas now... Again, we're seeing neck shoulder issues that are, when you dig deep down, you're like, wow, it's because this person's sitting in front of a computer all day. It used to be that, yeah, you know what, I got to go talk to Bill down the hall. So you'd get up and go down and maybe talk to him and then, oh, I'm going to go talk to that person. Whereas now, email, email, email. I can do everything from my smartphone. Uh, I'll text my wife down on the first floor to say, hey, I'm going to bed. All those things, right? Those little um, episodes that we would have been moving in, we don't need to move now. And it's creating all sorts of horrible postural changes. And so we're seeing people with forward head carriage, and that doesn't mean much to the average guy. But here's an interesting stat. For our, every, head is a, our head is a considerable weight. Yeah, it's about 8 to 10 pounds, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And for they found for every inch that that head goes forward from neutral, it actually doubles the weight of the head and the spine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't that fascinating? So as a result of that, it creates all sorts of strains. And again, precipitating the need for either advanced chiropractic care or advanced physiotherapy, when really a lot of it has to do with getting up and getting going and getting moving, reestablishing normal postural curves. And a lot of that can be done by just walking, as Chris said. So these are the conversations then that you have with your clients' patients there. They'll come to you and they will admit that they're in front of that computer far too long and too often. You will then give them the regimen that, you know, inconsistent with what your professionalism brings to them and then at the same time you'll give you'll have that conversation right in terms of now here's holistically what we need to do for you right yeah I I used to uh, early years of my practice I would definitely be a little more okay so here's this that you could do and here's this that you should be thinking of whereas now I'm very black and white with them Uh, I've seen enough and I've, I've seen the whole 
progression of our sedentary impact on our, our physical stature and, and what it leads to very quickly. And I'm just like, you cannot do this. I, I just had a client in the other day that was a young hairdresser, young mom. And I've, I've got another one who's a six-year-old hairdresser in the current recider. And it's hilarious to hear because it's like this mother counseling this year. You got to listen to him because what he's saying, mm-hmm. I wish I would have heard that 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Because she's sitting there going, I'm, I've been dealing with this for months, uh, my neck and shoulder. Whereas this young mom is just, wow, this is, wow, I didn't know that hairdressing would have such an impact on me. And, and you see that, this forward, hair, uh, forward head posture, unbelievable how much more we see that in younger people and how dramatically that affects them. Just like the osteoporosis and the type 2, this simple MSK postural dysfunction, how that leads to dysfunction. Coming up on November the 28th at Peak Mobility Rehabilitation and Pain Center, Doug, you have a complimentary disc evaluation day. Why is this important? Well, because a lot of people suffer from disc-related injuries. And these are often the people that have gone to the chiro, gone to the physio, gone to massage therapy, gone to the MD, and had maybe some success. But unfortunately, the condition is still there. So at peak, we've developed a team, a team approach to the, to the treatment of these injuries. And plus, we have some advanced technology that can be a really real benefit. These are the people that have, as I say, gone through the preliminary stuff and don't quite qualify for the surgical thing, the catastrophic stuff. We're kind of stuck in that middle ground. So this is an area where I think that we can really help a lot of people quite, you know, quite reasonably and certainly effectively. So for this one-day-only event from 1 until 3, that's Saturday, November the 28th, they never limit patients and clients and customers from coming in. But for this particular event, there are 16 spots available. So it's time to reserve your spot for this complimentary disc evaluation day. Uh, maybe you know someone who is experiencing herniated disc pain, bulge disc pain, degenerative disc pain. Here's that number to call direct into Peak to set aside some seats. 519-850-7321. More on mobility. That's our focus today on AM980's Experts. News, talk, sports. Now, back to the experts on AM980. Thanks for being a part of our expert show, Peak Mobility Rehabilitation and Pain Center. Our special guests today that include Doug Pooley and Chris Stride. Doug is a chiropractor and Chris is a physiotherapist. And the number to call into the office is 519-850-7321. We'll have more on their disc evaluation day in just a a few minutes as well. We're talking about mobility today and, and disease, and there's certainly a correlation and it's sort of a cumulative effect that the functional alterations in the movement can contribute significantly to the development of degenerative change and pain and the ultimate breakdown of the, as Doug calls it, the machine. Mm-hmm. But Chris, you often hear your patients saying when you're addressing them, well, it's, yeah, okay, we'll talk a little bit about the knee, but it's just a bad knee. And I've had it for a long time. Right. And I expect to have it for a longer time. Yes. Yeah, you often get, you know, you family members, they, they, they don't do this because of their bad knee or their bad back. And, and I often say to those patients, well, what have you done for it? Uh, who have you seen? <clears throat> have you had surgery on it in the past? And often they haven't. Uh, they might have had a bad knee in football in high school, and, and it's still that bad knee. It gets achy when the weather changes and stuff like that. But they've never really thought that there was something that could be done for it because maybe their uncle had a bad knee too when he played football, and it's this whole familial lineage. So it's sometimes such a simple handle for these patients uh, for them to actually see, wow, by doing these six, seven, eight things, my bad knee goes away. I've had it for 25 years, and now I don't have a bad knee anymore. 
and now I can do X, Y, and Z. Now, Doug, you're saying that there's a place for meds. You just want fewer places for them. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not anti-meds at all. I think they're very important, and I think they do a really good job for people. But I think that collectively, as a society, we've become so dependent upon the pill as a cure for everything that, uh, that ails us. In fact, in your paper, you say, and I quote, I am saddened by the evolution of health care, what is being sold as health. Health is found in a prescription. In fact, the global pharmaceutical market is now worth $300 billion B per year. Yeah, there's a fair amount of coin that's attached to this. And you know, it's interesting. We tend to make things that are very simple, very sophisticated. It tends to be something that the governments do on a regular basis, actually. <laughs> they take something that really does work, and then they try to make it better when there really is no need to fix the machine. Mm-hmm. We talked about exercise, and of course, and we're still going to talk about exercise and treatment. Because I think that if you have an issue, uh, an issue that, that's associated with a joint or a muscle, and it's been there for more than a couple of weeks, you have to get that tended to. Even if it's just for an evaluation, for somebody to say, yeah, it's just this, and you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. But in all likelihood, if it's been there more than two or three weeks, you need somebody to look at it because the old knee bones connected to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as, I, as I say, I've been in practice a long time, and I can assure you it is. And as Chris will attest, if you have a knee that's been bothering you for an extended period of time, I guarantee you that either the ankle the foot or the hip is also involved because it is like any other disease processes. It is progressive. They, nothing stays the same. In addition to good old fashioned walking and tell us how often and how long we should walk on a per day basis. But in addition to that, what else would you recommend? Because in some cases, people still have the image of meeting a guy named Ivan in a club somewhere who's bulked up and they don't feel very comfortable going there. Yeah, so the nice thing about walking programs is they're low impact. You you need a, a simple area to walk in, no fancy equipment. Um, but then, you know, we look at flexibility training. Uh, you look at balance training. Uh, I often tell my, my clients uh, yoga, tai chi, if you could get into those and love those, you'd be set. Uh, those are two things that are, are very simple. They're group settings, so it's nice and social. But then you can transfer those skills. You could be in a hotel room at a conference, and you just need a little bit of space. Do you like the way the places that they go in yoga in terms of the mind as well as the matter? Oh, yeah, because it, it's it's important. It, it A lot of people don't have the concept of how they move. Uh, you know, okay, touch my toes. They get that concept. But how do I touch my toes properly? Uh, you know, how do I bend? How do I twist? How do I lift? And and when you're in those instructed classes, you, you get a sense of your movement qualities where you might have some restrictions. I often tell clients, again, if they've come off a rehab program with me and they were a yoga person or they were, when they're going back, just tell their instructor, hey, this is what I've been dealing with with my physio or chiro for the last weeks or months. And they'll tailor it. Absolutely. The good ones will. I tell them a good one will be able to say, oh, absolutely, I understand. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is fascinating what you're saying because Chris is so right from the standpoint that you don't need a lot of exercise to get good clinical benefits associated Mm -hmm. with it. Now, having said that, though, and we were talking a bit before in the break, walking is great for everybody, but you can increase your level of fitness and increase your health by certainly doing other things. And resistance training is very important, right? They're finding out, it used to be that cardio was the thing. You'll go for a run or go for a bike. Now they're finding out that resistance training, building lean muscle mass, Mm -hmm. is perhaps every bit as important for a bunch of reasons. 
one of the most important is all the building blocks for repair, bodily repair, lie in lean muscle mass. Yes. And, and we see it in clinics, too, where people have come off a major illness, cancer or a heart attack, and they've, they've been sedentary uh, dramatically uh, to recover. And, and they're wanting to exercise again properly. And just by doing, you know, again, when we tell them we're going to do some strengthening with them, now they have the idea of, oh, I'm going to be stuck in the ab roller and I'm going to be throwing around, you know, 45-pound dumbbells and stuff like that. And I pull out a red TheraBand and they look at me like, That's what? it? And I go, well, <laughs> let me see you do 10. Mm-hmm. And, and they can't believe the difference. And again, most people would say, oh, I, this is a red band. I'm going to just fire off 50 here. Then the next day they can't touch their head. And so they appreciate the fact that we tell them, this is what you're going to do. We're going to start off at low. But that resistant component, I would say, you know, in the last uh, five years of, of rehab, when you look at the resistance training, um, cardiorespiratory conditioning, uh, flexibility training, if you can add all those three into a, a nice little program that you do on a regular basis. And work up. Yeah, and gradual. Uh, you know, I always tell my patients, this isn't the New Year's resolution. You got to be gradual at it. Uh, there'll, there'll be nothing but success. So good timing to hear that here on the final day of October when everybody gets that January 1st resolution in place. Mm-hmm. They sign up at the gym and then they're disappointed and 30 days later they're either asking for a refund or they just don't show up anymore. Right. Whereas you get them on a regimen that's going to work and have long-term benefits. Doug Pooley and Chris Stryber, our special guests. You're listening to AM980's Experts. Today we're focusing in on mobility and and the consequences when we are not mobile. And, uh, and there's certainly some indication here from Doug's paper and from very extensive research that it can be, and without exaggeration, can be catastrophic if we don't get moving. More on that coming up next with Peak Mobility Rehabilitation and Pain Center. News, talk, sports. Now, back to the experts on AM980. Today, presented by Peak Mobility Rehabilitation and Pain Center. They're on Southdale, and the crossroad is Jolna. Doug Pooley is here and Chris Strive. They specialize in chiropractic, physiotherapy, acupuncture, massage, concussion, disc therapy, and more. And they specialize in making people like you feel better. And they're now accepting new patients. And they certainly have many referrals that they can talk about. We've talked about the kids and some surprising statistics there. We've talked about the uh, the forty somethings and the fifty year olds. Let's move the chains a little bit ahead to those who are seniors who are listening in to our show and what you recommend they do and the good news stories that you've seen of some seniors who are doing very well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think one of the big things with the seniors population is, is they're worried about maybe the, the heart problem they had five years ago or the, the knee surgery that they had four or five years ago, because they've, they've been through that and coming back to physio or, or chiropractic is, whoa, I remember doing that under those conditions. And now I'm wanting to make some positive changes, and, and they're worried it's going to be this big mountain to climb again. And often with my patients, it's literally uh, getting them there, doing a, a simple physical evaluation just to see what's what's good and what's bad. Uh, so a lot of them, we, we do have some healthier seniors now, you know. The, the 70-year-olds uh, are still wanting to be like they were when they were 50, so they, they've tried to maintain some type of active uh, lifestyle or w- are wanting to pursue it anyways. And so we, we often do just a quick physical scan. And then, then we look at where, where are some of the, the deficits in flexibility. 
And again, sometimes it's just two or three things that we need them to target for a few weeks. And then again, we get back into some resistance training, like Doug was saying earlier. And and again, those, those things aren't, I often am saying, just take some soup cans. Uh, those are their weights. And uh, again, the seniors aren't, aren't having to go out and buy fancy equipment or, or look for fancy um, machines. It's just things around their house or, or things that we can provide at a very reasonable cost. But again, make dramatic improvements on their health care. And so if I, they, go ahead, Doug. I'm just going to say so much of it is attitudinal. Mm-hmm. Seniors have been conditioned badly to believe that because you're old, that you're going to become disabled or that you're going to be sick, or that you can't do things. And there was a wonderful study that was done in the States, and what it was was a psychological study, actually, where they took a group of seniors and they put them in an environment, which was a cloistered environment that had 50s music, it was 50s um, (laughs) furniture, it was 50s... Fawn showed up. That's exactly it. And they did did a physical evaluation and an intellectual evaluation of these people prior to going into that environment for two-week time and then going out of it. And they found out that statistically, they all moved better, they were all more responsive, and they were all... It just demonstrated again that if you you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. So as Chris was saying, a lot of it is you may need a little periodic maintenance because it's like a vintage machine. So sometimes the machine has to be tinkered with a bit, right, yes. but it doesn't mean the machine won't work. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I now tell my patients all the time, age is just a number. I have people in here that are 80 that move like they're 50, and I have 50-year-olds in here that move like they're 100. You know a 92-year-old woman. Yeah, that moves like she's 60. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's unbelievable how we are conditioned, like Doug was saying, as a society, to think, well, I'm 65 and now I need the rocking chair. Except him, um, but you get to that. You get you see that, uh, and and we're pushing that envelope further and further out now. You know, my grandparents' generation, it might have been the sixty-five. I'm retired now. I'm going to sit on the porch and watch the the neighborhood go by. Whereas now it's I'm retired now. I'm going to golf every day. I want to do this. I want to do travel. I da 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 da. So it, it's it is a, a a population that's wanting to be more active, and and if they have any impairments or impedance to that, we can help them. Necessity too, because people unfortunately are going to be forced to work longer. Mm-hmm. Whether we like it or not, that Freedom 55, it always was kind of a myth for most people, but that Freedom 65 I'm going to 67 anyway, because the yeah, government told they, me so. And, that, and you're young guys yet, you got, and that's going to change before you hit that date. So people are going to have to work deeper into their lives, and you know it's not a bad thing. Because men especially need a purpose. Mm. You know, women, for whatever reason, are wonderful from the standpoint that they can multitask. Usually when a man multitasks, it means several things get done badly. (laughs) But for a woman to do that, so exercise, as Chris was saying, and staying active is so critically important. So do a walk in the morning, whether it's with a walker or whether it's a cane in the morning, maybe again in the afternoon. It doesn't have to be long, but be regular. Right. And do some balance exercises maybe some flexibility things while you're watching TV or while you're reading the paper. Stand and read the paper instead of sit and read the paper. Little things like that can make a huge impact. Back with our final thoughts from our special guests from Peak Mobility Rehabilitation and Pain Center. You can give them a call. You can be a part of their Disc Evaluation Day that's coming up November the 28th from 1 until 3. They do have some spots still available, and you can get those spots by calling them at 519-850-7321. News, talk, sports. 
Now, back to the experts on AM980. With Brian O'Tall, Doug Pooley, and Chris Stride. And Chris, we're going to have you bring us home with this, just with the minute that remains. Tell us what we can expect after we've made the call and we meet you for the very first time. Hmm. So a simple transaction or interaction is literally person will come in, they'll uh, fill out their paperwork as far as uh, their personal information, contact information, and then they're uh, brought back to our facility. So they, the patient actually understands what's going on around them uh, in all the other It's uh, comfortable. Rooms. Yeah. And, and the environment there is, is quite unique. Uh, I've worked in several different clinics in my career, and it's very unique. And then it's, it's literally a, a sit-down one-on-one with the physiotherapist, the chiropractor, the massage therapist, whoever they're seeing that day. And, and they, they talk to them for, you know, a 10, 15-minute consult. And then there's an actual physical assessment as well. So we look at their shoulder. We look at their knee. We see how it moves. The patient tells us when it hurts, where it hurts. And we actually are, are manipulating joints to see how does that affect their movements. And, and then at the end, we, we sit down with them again and say, okay, so this is what we found. They have a good understanding of what that means, uh, why things are kind of off the rails in their case, and, and how we're going to fix it. Um, well, I think we've spoken to a very urgent matter. We look forward to having you back again. And I thank you, Doug. My pleasure. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for having us. Yeah, and have a you. great weekend.